Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon. We've changed the music. Nick, what's this yeah. new this new uh, intro music? It is a lo-fi version of the new uh, Revelation series song that we're introducing. For What's the name of the new Revelation song? It's called You'll Come Amen. Um, is lo-fi like low fidelity? Like, mm-hmm. But isn't Revelation about high fidelity to the gospel? <laughs> yes. So low fidelity, lo-fi, you're meaning like musically speaking, it doesn't have everything produced. It's like a simple kind of thing. Yeah. That's what lo-fi means. Well, it means there's a certain product. How would you describe lo-fi, Ethan? Um, I mean... It's stylistically the genre. Um, it isn't. It's purposefully not pristine audio quality. It's. Uh, it's like sounds the difference like between a PS4 and the original PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It might be. It might sound like something you would hear from the fifties with. Uh, oh, synth like classic or like, like uh, equipment that yeah. just like the tape noise. Some stuff. Eight bit. Yeah. Eight bit recording quality. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah. Midi. Yeah. Yep. Not mid, midi. It's good. Um, anyway, it's yeah. a version of the new song. It sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to uh, hear it. This will come out on Friday, and you're going to introduce the song on in Sunday, conjunction yeah. with Dave's sermon on Revelation 1, mm-hmm. 1 through 8, which is looking forward to. Are you ready for that sermon? Yeah. Great. Ready as I am on Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> it's Wednesday. That's true. Um, so I preached this last week, kind of a. I'm not even sure you call it an overview sermon. Would you call it? I didn't it call it an introductory sermon. Yeah, it's kind of like the table. It's kind of like what the what's the point? Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. What are we? What are what we, we why are we doing, doing this? Here? What why? is it that you say you do? Here? <laughs> that's right. Preach <laughs> revelation. Um, yeah, I uh, I preached from kind of three texts. Um, mainly Revelation 12, but also Revelation 5 and 17, talking about uh, two victories. That's the name of the sermon series mm-hmm. is Between Two Victories. The title of the sermon was Living Between Two Victories. What is it we're supposed to be doing while we wait for Jesus? Which is actually like, it's reading Revelation is just kind of like a, a good guide for Christian living. It is. You know, as opposed to like, here's all these things to decode, although we should decode a number of them. Um, but that's not like, the point right behind revelations figuring out all that so guys have any responses objections you want to take me to task for anything not at all but uh you and i talked uh a lot about i mean obviously this is uh this is kind of your book i mean if you've kind of given yourself to a particular book of the bible in your adult lifehood this is the one you've given yourself to which i think is really sweet and uh, meaningful. And so we talked a lot about how to frame the series and how to make it most helpful for our people. So maybe, and I think our conversations are what led me to title the series the way we did, Revelation Between Two Victories. Maybe talk about, and you did in your sermon too, but talk about just even why, why title it that way? Why frame it that way? Why is that a helpful way to start thinking about it? Is that your question? That's my question. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 
Uh, our, our life is different right now than it was before Jesus' coming in First Victory. Mm-hmm. Old Testament saints looked forward to it. And what we seem to see in Revelation 21, 22 is a lot of history is oriented backwards in the new heavens, new earth. I mean, it's forwards too, but in light of what Christ did then. So we're living between those two things. That's a unique period of time. Yeah, um, it's It's significant that Jesus has risen it's significant that he's reigning, yet sin still exists, and not all is uh, on earth as it is in heaven right. yet. So what should we do to go about doing that? I think primarily bearing witness to the reality that we're between two victories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did I say anything that was, uh, I mean, I, I think I came through clear. Like, Did I say yeah. anything that was like, Oh, I, that's interesting. Maybe we should think about them. Or oh, I'm not sure I'd say it that way. Like, how would you? Can't they come across that way? For my, I mean, it was super short sermon. I went right on time. No, I, th- I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was good. The thing I was thinking about, um, the title, the way we titled it, I still think it's a helpful title. But one of that, one of the thoughts I had while you were preaching, and emphasizing the. Um, the suffering of Christ yeah. and the suffering of the saints yeah. is that it could sound like, well, there was one victory mm-hmm. and then another one's coming mm-hmm. and all of it in between is losing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it almost could sound that way, especially because yeah. we have sufferings a lot. There's a lot of suffering in Revelation. Yeah. So maybe, and, but I thought you did a good job of talking about how uh, conquering comes through yeah. suffering. Yeah. And so that'd be something just to emphasize that when we say between two victories, we mean that we're actually living in victory now, yep, yep. but the victory just is not the way we normally think of victory. And victory comes through joining Christ in his suffering, taking up our cross, like you said. I think yep. you said that. I think you quoted that verse on Sunday, taking up our yeah, cross. and it wasn't in the manuscript, but and, I just And following him. Uh, why yeah, did you choose? Why did you choose the three texts you did as kind of an overview well, of, of that theme? Going to be kind of my question because, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked in the intro like you brought out elements of like the past, then present for us now, and then future, mm-hmm. and then each one of your texts kind of seemed to correspond. Like here's something from the past, like the original audiences yeah. audience. Here's the second text now, mm-hmm. and then the third text future, like future oriented. Is that like why you picked those texts just to show like there's a revelation just isn't all about the future. Well, I would say, yeah, I would say I picked the text partially because of the way we're framing the series. Mm -hmm. It happens to so line up with, you know, past, present, future. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the, the, the reason was more lexical. What are the instances of the Greek word Nikeo conquering, Mm -hmm. overcoming? Mm Mm-hmm. And where are they significant in the text? It's all over. Like it's one of the most common words in Revelation for all kinds of things. Um, but like in regards to like uh, the description of Jesus in his first victory, the description of Jesus in his last victory, and the description of the saints in kind of an ongoing victory, mm-hmm. that just was like, it's a, I mean, I got to choose a topical sermon that really, I think, revealed the text. But it's not yeah. as though... We're arti- I don't think we're artificially saying like, here's right. what the series is about. Right. We chose that because we think that's what the book Certainly. is about. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, and it just was more tangential or not accidental, but like a side benefit that 
You well, know, here's a text in the past, here's a text in the future. So, so, I mean, I thought that your intro was really a great way to do it then because it just tied the whole sermon together. Yeah. Um, Probably so, could have been clearer about that too. <clears throat> but so and, and in light of that then, you know, there are things in Revelation that the, were for the original audience, you know, in the past. There's things for us that are happening now, right, that we need to take away and there are things that are coming in the future. As our people dive into Revelation – Right, they're going to get a lot of opportunities to hear about it, to read it, and they may feel intimidated. Like, how do I know yeah. which is which? Like, is this in the future? Is this now? You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're going to talk about a lot of those things. But what words might you offer our people just as they dive into Revelation? Oh, what good. words of comfort <laughs> that they can understand <laughs> as they read what the what they're supposed to take away? How oh, would that's you? Great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so. My viewpoint on Revelation, you know, as I said, and I think we'd share this around, like it's for the saints today, um, leads us to say, and we'll talk about this in the Old Testament um, episode we're about to record, part of what we're doing as saints is we're recognizing patterns. So if we're not mainly just decoding, like, oh, is the beast this, you know, multi faceted global power in the last generation of Christians? Or is it more like any nation that wears the beast's clothes? Like we should be ready to see that mm-hmm. and notice that. I, I gave a little bit of that kind of thing when I was like, yeah. I talked about like uh, Muslim invasion of Europe, mm-hmm. Nazi Germany. Uh, I, I think that you're not supposed to sweat it then in that regard. Yeah. Like, oh, what? I think it's more like, the Roman Empire was an instantiation an instance. The original saints mm-hmm. would have said like, oh, the beast that sits on seven hills mm-hmm. in chapter 17. That's the Roman Empire, of sure. course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think, and I think that there will be a final instance of that too. Mm-hmm. And right now we should be able to look at our world and look around and be like, hey, where, who's wearing these clothes today? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where do we see these kinds of patterns being yeah. fulfilled today? As a way to be ready for whenever the last instance of a pattern comes. So I think it's a, it's a lot less about like, um, oh man, the European Union just added another country and that could be the 10. I remember when that happened, yeah. when the European Union right, right, right. Uh, was formed and whenever it was uh, the nineties. Um, like, I, I don't think that's how we're supposed to go about decoding revelation in that regard. Um, I do think it's much more like, hey, look at the way worldly systems work. They want worship for themselves, namely the worship of man, namely just the exact same thing that happened in Genesis 3. And uh, we should be on guard yeah. wherever we find. So that would be my word, I think, generally yeah. would be That's good. Uh, that. And I think there are particular things. Uh, this calls for a mind with wisdom. You know, you see that phrase a couple of times that we can, that the original readers, I think, would have been like, oh lean in here and we'll talk about those as we get there. You've, uh, as we've, we've been doing a, a read through with a few people and just to build on what you just said, I think one of the things that's been helpful for the people as kind of a paradigm you've given is to think about it as almost like a spiral, you know, that there's, there's repetition and uh, recapitulation that's happening while there's also an intensification happening. Yeah. Um, so that'd be another way to kind of talk yeah, about, yeah. hey, we're seeing kind of 
the same picture of this as we are of this yeah. here yeah. And, and there, and we're seeing an intensifying in some ways yeah. so that there's both... Um, we don't see revelation necessarily as uh, progressing linearly yeah, in yeah. time yep. in every matter, although we do see that in some ways. So yeah. it's a, it's probably a little bit of a uh, a middle view between you know what what some folks would see as you know this is just every chapter we should see as the next thing and <laughs> interpret as the next yeah. thing. So we're looking for the next thing, or people that would say. There is no progression, right? Yeah, yeah. Both both of those are represented in commentators yeah. and in understanding, and we'd probably see it as, yeah, we, there are moments here where we see some progression, and there's moments where we see right. recapitulation. Right. And, and yeah. that, so that, I think that's been helpful for the people yeah. reading with us. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's the different, like, is it just a, um, a literal, like everything is literal and therefore, oh, it's progress, or is it just so abstract what is the meaning anyways? It's just kind of more the abstract. I, I think the, maybe a good analogy is like, you know, I watch the Packers beat the Cowboys, yeah. praise God, powers and principalities on judge judgment. Um, and <laughs> I think like, do you mean that literally with like the owner and stuff or perhaps like there's Jerry Jones said he'd make a, yeah, he like without irony, it appeared like he'd make a deal with the devil if it meant he could get a Super Bowl. Um, sorry, Cowboys fans. Um, I like I like some of their players. Some of their players are believers and love them too. Um, anyways, it, it would be like you know we don't read uh, Revelation like if there was just a straight kind of old school original 1950s broadcast of a football game. There's no um, stopping. Uh, it just goes straight through. There's no replays. They don't have that ability. No, like. Like more than half of the game is like slow mo replays of like like whoa that was incredible let's look at that from three angles I think that's what Revelation is doing sure it's like here's two verses explaining the fall of Satan oh here's a chapter explaining the fall of Satan now here's you know a verse about Babylon being like destroyed here's two chapters about Babylon being destroyed it's it's that kind of a vibe so a zooming in on yeah some generalities that meant to give us a another picture of reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Ethan's, yeah. got, Ethan's got a question brewing. Well, yeah, I'm just wondering, is it, you know, there's, um, there's a couple ways that Genesis, but the Old Testament is taken as well. You know, there's, you know, this is just straight history and that's it. And then the other side is, well, these are just a bunch of stories too. Right, right. They may or may not have happened. They're a bunch of stories that inform us about, you know, just culture back then or, you know, maybe something to inform us about um, our Christian living today. Um, Is it like, can you view it through that lens yeah. In a sense. Yeah. If I'm understanding your question, like, um, so the, the difference would be is that Genesis is like um, a literal history without particularly, although it, it encompasses some visions and some other things. Yeah, yeah. It has significant symbolic import in terms of like the typology, these patterns that are set up that continue to be fulfilled. Revelation being in terms of its symbolism, right? So like when, when, uh, Genesis talks about a lamb, 
for instance. It's meaning a literal yeah. lamb. But when Revelation talks about a lamb, it's a symbol that points past it to Jesus. Yeah. So I think there are some ways that, yeah, there are multiple layers to a text that you read, like where are the patterns developing, et cetera. The thing about the apocalypse of St. John is it's, um, it's conveying through deeply symbolic language right. literal things instead of conveying through literal language symbolic <clears throat> things. Sure. So it's kind of the, so the, the inverse. Yeah, similar, but inverse. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's helpful. Any other questions you guys have for me? I'll preach shorter next time. You were fine. Ah. Give, give me some Laodicea. You were fine. Talk about. You were fine. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I thought it was, I just thought it was a helpful, yeah, I would just call it, I would call it a, a setting the, a setting the table kind of sermon. And this recap, I think, became a setting the table kind of recap. <laughs> and, yeah, it was and that's, that's okay. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. it's helpful for our people. It's all right. Well, guys, thanks so much. Now, is everybody ready for our outro with our super cool new music? Let's get it. <laughs> Let's go. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.